Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we discover biblical truth in our lives, in our lives. That that means more than just a saying, amen. It means that we truly are looking to the Bible for how to live. And how to live means how to get closer to God. I believe those go hand in hand. So let's get closer to God. Let's learn how God would have us to live today as we continue our study on godly zeal, having zeal for the Lord. And this is the uh, third message in a series on having godly zeal. The question I have for you is, do you have zeal for the Lord? And what underlays that is the idea that to have zeal for God, you have to be close to him, right? You can't have zeal for God and be far off from God. Another way to look at it is you can't serve God and not really know him, right? The engine that moves you to serve God is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is enriched by a closeness with God and a walk with God. And without that, we can't do anything right. So do you have zeal for God? If not, if you don't, let's grow close to him. And if you do, amen, keep on trucking. So we the, the scripture I've been using here this week is 2 Kings 10, 16. And he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot and that he is Jehu, Jehu, uh, the, the uh, commander of the ar- army of northern Israel. And then later on, the king there tells Jehonadab, uh, the son of Rechab, uh, who is kind of the father, head or figure of the Rechabite group to come with him in his chariot because he's zealous for the Lord and he's about to do something big for God. And he wants this individual to be a witness. And Jehu, as we've talked about, wipes out Ahab, the rest of Ahab's family. Uh, amen. Uh, he wipes out Jezebel. Finally, uh, he's, he's, he's involved in that. He gets rid of all Baal worship from the people and wipes out all of the worshipers of Baal. Uh, and I don't know how long in chronological time, but in biblical uh, real estate. This happens pretty quickly here in Second Kings ten fifteen through twenty eight. He destroyed Baal out of Israel, and Jehonadab the Rechabite was there to witness it. And we understand that the Rechabites were a nomadic people group that had strict rules. They didn't drink wine or build houses or plant seed or vineyards. Jeremiah thirty five, some two hundred years after this incident explains the Rechabites are going strong and they're abstaining. And even God himself uh, tells them through Jeremiah to drink wine and they won't do it. Amen. And they say, no, we're not going to do it uh, because we're going to be faithful uh, to uh, our belief. Amen. They were zealous people. And so we see zeal in word in 2 Kings 10. We see zeal in action in 2 Kings 10. And we see zeal uh, in legacy in 2 Kings 10 because we see the Rechabites uh, there noted by God. And, and both Jehu and the Rechabites were rewarded for their zeal. And so we have this 
clear example of being zealous for the Lord. I mean, in the text verse, it literally says, come on, I want you to see how uh, my zeal for the Lord. Okay. It's, it's not cryptic. It's not coded. We have this clear example of having zeal for God. And now we are trying to understand how can we uh, follow that? You know, what, what are um, the ways that God would have us be zealous today? And the example I've given in the first several episodes has been, we should look within to see, okay, what idols do we have? I mean, I don't think God's calling us to wipe out a people. Please don't, don't ever take me to say that. Uh, what I'm saying is that God may be calling us to wipe out idols in our heart, in our minds, in our life, that God's calling us to be zealous for him. And I see this in the scriptures. How about Revelation 3.19? As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So we see a God's clear command for us to be zealous and do what? Repent. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. You know, if God loves you, you've probably been rebuked and chastened by him. You know, if you're happy as a clam and you never see God uh, interacting, you know, in your life or hindering you in some way or rebuking and chastening you in some way, you got a problem, sir or ma'am. You got an issue. Amen. Uh, Every preacher that I've been close to that I could see has had a relationship with God uh, that is wonderful and close, but also somewhat like a, uh, a strict father. Amen. God We'll take you to the woodshed. Uh, you sin, you mess up. Um, you, yeah, you go and you get a, a refill when you weren't supposed to. The Lord will let you know about that. I told a story. I was at a grocery store once and I was uh, I was like sick and I was tired and they had this iced tea and I had, I had got a big cup of iced tea and I was sitting there and I was drinking it, eating my sandwich. And I said to myself, I'm going to go get a refill because it was just a container out there. And as soon as I, soon as I stood up, Lord had convicted me, don't you do that. And then I went over and I read a sign and, and, and it looked like it said no refills. I asked an employee, they said, there's no refills. I said to myself, oh Lord, <laughs> he chases who he loves. I can't even get, I mean, I'm, he's not playing, amen. He, God is in the little things and the big things. And the reason why I give that example is to understand that God wants us to repent. So what did I do right there? It's, I know it's kind of a simple example, but what did I do? I repented. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Because he knew my heart and he knew that I was, you know, thinking, oh, well, hey, they left the tea out. I'm going to go get a tea. No, uh-uh, that's not right. You know, and uh, we can't get into this today, but you know, if you're called uh, into the ministry, if you're a preacher or teacher, et cetera, you're held to a very high standard, but really all of us, we need to repent. Revelation 3.19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore and repent. So, the, so one way that God tells us to have zeal in our lives is to repent. And if we're zealous for him, we'll have the humility to go to God and repent. Uh, and and this, I think people want to line up repentance with just like someone that committed a crime and they're going to go repent to God. No, repenting to God is every day, maybe multiple times a day, going to the Lord saying, Lord, I repent for the things that I know I've done, and you explain those. And Lord, if there's things that I don't know that that, that, that I've done, sins that I've committed that, that I'm not aware of, please, Lord, point them out. Help me to understand them. I repent for them so I will not do them again, because I believe that God will be very specific in your heart and your mind, as the example I gave. Don't get, don't get a refill when they say no refills. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what an embarrassing example, but oh well. Uh, 
Uh, it's true. And so we repent before God in the big things and the little things because he's calling us to do that. And if we're zealous to do that, if we're zealous to be humble, to sacrifice, to get rid of that pride in our life, to live for God in a way that we realize our state being depraved, amen, being sinful, having no no good on our own, no righteousness on our own, only through Christ. When we have a zeal to live like that, then the rest will start coming in short order. That's why I started with that one. God's command to be zealous, number one, repent from Revelation 3.19. Number two, be zealous of good works. Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. And so here we see a reference to Christ who gave himself for us. Why did he give himself for us? So that he could redeem us from all iniquity or sin. We are redeemed by what? By the blood of the lamb. Amen. We are redeemed by Christ. We are given uh, over to reconciliation only by Christ. Uh, The Bible tells us that when we were born the first time, amen, we were born to the first Adam. We were born in sin. It's hereditary. Amen. It is passed passed down from generation to generation. So we've got sin upon us. We can't do anything right. The Bible says that we are uh, have enmity with God. We are at warfare with God. And so how do we get redeemed? How are we made right with God? How are we reconciled with God? It's only by what Christ did on the cross at Calvary. We are reconciled to God by his precious blood. Amen. That he shed at Calvary for all that would believe on him. Amen. He shed the blood for all, but only some will believe on him. There are many that have unbelief, but for those that believe on Christ, for those that say, yes, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, amen, I believe on you, then we are saved. And what does it say here in Titus 2.14 for us to do? That we should be a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Well, why is being zealous of good works peculiar? Well, that's because most people aren't, are they? Most people are not zealous of good works. Ask someone to do something that will gain them nothing and is difficult and see if they'll do it. Say, no one will know. You cannot put a picture on social media. You can't brag about it. You will get no benefit from this for yourself. It will hurt you and be hard on you and burdensome on you, but God wants you to do it, and he'll see it. I think most people, 999 out of 1,000, will say no thanks. But we are to be zealous of good works. We are to be that peculiar people that says, oh, yeah, I'm in for that. That sounds great. Okay, let me go to an unreached people group in the jungle that wants to kill me. Oh, yeah, let me go knock on doors with people that are angry. You're going to slam doors in my face to ask them if they know the Lord. Oh, yeah, let me go uh, play at a church uh, in some little town uh, where nobody knows me and uh, and preach to a small congregation until the Lord calls me home and people are going to point the finger and say, I told you so. Whatever it is, amen, God calls us to do these things. We should do them. We should be zealous to good works when we have no benefit of our own and God calls us to do it, do those things. That shows, number one, that we believe in God and two, a Christ-like sacrificial love that shows what 
us what Christ did for us. We can never emulate what Christ did for us fully and wholly, but when we live to love others and we live zealous to good works and we we live with, with no worry about our name being lifted up or any personal gain, when we do that, right, we are then understanding what Christ did for us, amen, on this earth. Now, I know he's highly exalted in heaven forever, amen, uh, and he is the Savior forever, amen, but on this earth, he was obedient unto death. He walked, uh, he was a man of, of, of no report, amen. He came from Nazareth, where I think it was Nathaniel said, what good can come from Nazareth? Everything about his life was geared towards saving mankind, saving you, saving me. That was what Christ did. And as Christ did that, we need to accept that and understand that and then live that out by being zealous to good works. Not easy to do, but what God's called us to do. So we show our zeal through repentance. We show our zeal through being zealous of good works. And we show our zeal by edifying the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, Seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. And so everybody wants to know, what's my spiritual gift? What are my talents? What has God given me that I can do something with, right? And then what's the next step? I mean, let's say God gave you an amazing voice, right? Or he made you the best athlete ever, or he gave you an ability to do math like no one's ever done math, or he gave you a talent for teaching like no one's ever taught, or writing like no one's ever wrote. Well, what's, what happens next? The flesh says, oh, monetize that. Make yourself famous and get rich. And the spirit says, edify the church. Take that gift and give it to others. Don't give it asking to receive, just give it. Give out of, out of what the scripture says, that we should, uh, as much as we are zealous for spiritual gifts, we should be zealous to edify the church. What does it mean to edify? Uh, it means to instruct or improve someone morally or intellectually. We are to instruct and improve those in the church. We are to help and love those in the church. We are to be zealous over that activity and using the spiritual gifts that God's given us to edify others. We should be excited about that. We should say, amen, thank you, God, for giving me this gift. I'm going to use it to edify the church in all that I can, and that's going to be my priority. That's going to be more important than earning a living or or getting a name or doing great in school or making friends or whatever it is. I'm going to use a spiritual gift to bless others. And I'm going to be zealous about it. I'm going to be excited about it because it's your plan for me. And that that's incredible where zeal shows up in the Bible to repent, uh, to be like Christ and be zealous to good works and to edify the church. Isn't that interesting? Humility, humility, and humility. Oh, God is so good. I thank him for his word here today. I thank you for listening. We're going to get to the next part of this message uh, tomorrow. So tune in, take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.